can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. The Talking Pools Podcast Network presents Tuesdays with Tim and Kelly. Hey everyone, and welcome to Tuesdays with Tim and Kelly, brought to you by the Talking Pools Podcast Network. My name is Tim Graham, the 40-year pool veteran. I am joined by my co-host, Kelly Clancy, the pool woman educator. Hey, Kelly. Hey, Tim. Tim and I are so honored to be a part of the Talking Podcast family of shows. You all have... Talking Pools with Rudy and Andrea, and our show, Tuesdays with Tim and Kelly. And I would like to announce our brand new show coming online on the Talking Pools Network. The new show is Hump Days with Heather, and it's pretty much about building pools. You know, subcontractors, how to do things, you know, the right way. And so we're really excited to have her to our family. And our goal with all of these shows is to make you guys the best pool professionals you possibly can be with great profits and being successful. So today's show, we are going to be talking about what to start thinking about since spring is around the corner. Kelly, the first day of spring is March 20th. So when this show airs, the first day of spring will be roughly a week away. So what I'm thinking is what I looked at the calendar. So my friends up north, where I used to be from, the busy season is fast approaching, crunch time, and the rush to hell week and Memorial weekend is quickly approaching. So those of us down south, like myself, we've been working throughout the year, pools are clear. We don't have that same mad rush, I don't think anyway, at least I don't feel that. I didn't feel it last year, getting the season underway. But regardless of where you're from, we have all set goals and have goals in place that we are working on, at least I hope you do. Many of us probably set goals that first day of January, maybe you haven't yet, but it's never too late to start setting goals for your business. Kelly, what have you experienced in that week or I guess that month or month and a half leading up to Memorial Day weekend? Um, it's a little different now than when I first started. When I first started, I did a lot of green to cleans where I had to like drain the pool wash it down. I was, and I don't think I was charging enough because I was booked out for three weeks with all these green to cleans. And I think that's a great sign that I wasn't charging enough. Between tax season and Memorial Day is the busiest time in our area because you do have a lot of people who let their pool go over the winter. And so it gets crazy. The week before Memorial Day, is even crazier because I get millions, well, obviously not millions, but a lot of phone calls from people are like, oh, I need my pool ready for this weekend. Majority of them, I cannot get ready in time. And over the years, it started being, you should have called me, you know, a month ago or two weeks ago 
And sometimes they get kind of pissy. It's like, it's not my fault you lagged on your pool. And why didn't you just keep your pool going all all winter? It's, we're in California. It's warm all the time. May not be able to jump in the water, but don't let it go. It costs too much. So back in Indiana, I remember, and, and you mentioned Grandy Cleans. So August, the kids would go back to school. Parents would close the back door, shut the blinds, forget all about they even had a pool. And then they'd call back and say October and say, oh, I have a pool. It needs closed. Can you close it for me? And so by then, it was already green or it was already bad. No one's paid attention to the pool. And then most of them, we'd close them. And then we wouldn't, you're right, we wouldn't get a call back until a week before Memorial Weekend. Hey, I've got this party and I need my pool open. And you've already got 100 pools on your list to try to get done. So I do remember that that mad rush and that pressure that customers would put on you to try to get their pools done. And, and you'd always have a party deadline. There's always a deadline. There's always a party that you have to meet. And I try to tell people, I, I can't work on those party deadlines, especially a week leading up to Memorial Weekend. I, I do remember that pressure. I don't, I don't uh, envy any of those guys who are still dealing with that kind of pressure, but... Oh, yeah. When I saw there's a thing on like Facebook from one of the news stations in my area and it was like 30 days till spring and I start getting like an anxiety attack. I'm like, I'm already crazy busy and it's been wintertime. I can only imagine how that's going to get once spring hits and people get telling you people get their tax money. That's when they start calling to fix. That's true. That's true. I talked to uh, my, my brother-in-law's up north who, um, kind of took over my business. Uh, his name's Tyrone and Tyrone and his, his brother run Lafayette Pool and Spa where I'm from. And today's episode being spring is right around the corner. What kind of goals are you setting up for your business or what have you set up for your business? And and his top three were set up systems to mac- maximize productivity, make sure the products and tools are available to make your year a success, identify those supply, ch- supply chain issues and find alternatives if, if you need to do so and then get the entire team on the same page. And I have seen those top three very similar on Facebook. Guys are talking about that stuff already. So especially systems to maximize productivity and then getting the entire team on the same page. Those those two in themselves, uh, hard to do, especially if you wait till the last minute and the busy season comes upon you and you just don't seem to have time to work on goals. All you have time to do is work on pools. So... These are some great goals for any small business. So let's talk about number one. First, really, I mean, having run a business for uh, my own business for 17 years and working with my parents for 30 some years, take time for yourself. And and I, I raised a family on my business and having starting over with new kids, you know, with young kids now, take time for yourself because the business can be overwhelming and the business can control you. So you'll be more successful if you take care of yourself and your family because we all need time to recharge. Rudy and Andrea did a show with Laura Hawley from Meridian Behavior Health. It's episode 36. I encourage you all, listen to episode 36. If you're dealing with that anxiety or those pressures of business, great episode to listen to. Yeah, I think also they during the busy season, they really need to make sure at least to take one day off. I know it's really hard to do that sometimes. But I will say over the last six months, I've had to prioritize personal time more. You know, you just keep going, 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 and 
you will get burnt out. And do you want to get burnt out in the middle of the season? Or would you rather make it through the whole season and make it to the off season and slow down and regroup? So definitely at least take one day off from the business. And that's like a complete detachment. So no phone calls from the business, no paperwork, any of that. Just take one day. So the next one is be sure to write down your goals. And this is really important because it keeps you on track of what you're looking for. So writing them down, keeping a journal, you know, putting it in your phone. I actually got, it's called a Panda journal. A friend of mine that is in the industry suggested it and you can get it on Amazon. But what's cool about it is it's each Panda journal is for three months. So you have a big calendar for the whole month and you set a habit and a focus and goals for that entire month. And then there's another section for your week and you set your goals, your affirmations for personal work, relationships, like the whole circle for your life. And I actually found doing that journal kept me on track. So on top of having the month and week, you also have a daily one and you you revisit what was a success the day before, what you're excited about, what's coming up. You have your daily planner. And I found myself being more accountable, more focused, and re- reaching those goals by doing that. So something similar can be really helpful as well. I really like that part about journaling. I've, I've been journaling a, a very long time. So I, I have both personal and business journals. And it's nice to be able to look back on those things years before, see what your challenges were, what your your struggles were, and you can revisit those and, um, you know, determine, did I make progress? Have I not? You know, some of those things, my journals go back, you know, 10, 15 years. So I like kind of looking back a little bit to see where I was in life and, and where I'm at now. So super important. Number three, systems and procedures. And boy, there's a lot of systems and procedures, but a couple ones that, that I really pay attention to. Uh, are writing down your appointments either in your app. You know, there are a lot of apps. Back when I was doing business, we had paper and everything's on paper, but no one looked at those papers. They were just filed in a folder and they just disappeared. So (laughs) is that, Tim, is the paper kind of like the Stone Age when they, you know, like Fred Flintstone and they write on the We we etched in tablets and and concrete. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what we did. (laughs) <laughs> Thanks a lot for making me feel a little older than I already am. Appreciate that. But those apps. You're fine. When I first started, I had to Okay. Logs All right. Too. That's good. I feel better now. So, But the biggest one I have is the, the apps now that kind of track your day, your customers, uh, your information, your pool service, your chemicals that were added. I love that to be able to look back and see what I'm doing to at each job and how it, it, it affected it week to week. So those things are super helpful when it comes to systems and improving those to kind of be able to look at your profit and loss. If you're not paying attention to the numbers and you're just being busy, you don't know whether you're making money or not making money. So it's real important that you do pay attention to those systems that you put in place and know your numbers, not necessarily water testing, but know your money numbers too. So that's super important. Okay. 
So another good one to think about right now is your marketing strategy. What are you going to do to help generate more business? You know, is it going to be online? Is it going to be, you know, old school newspapers for your local area? I think today a lot of our advertising is online. If it's on Facebook, all the social media stuff, Craigslist, Nextdoor, whatever those are. But definitely start thinking about that now instead of, oh, I'm, I want to do this, but it's not happening. Or you don't think about your marketing strategy until the middle of the year. But then also think, I think it, even in the marketing is, is there, do I have room for more work? So do you, if you market, are you going to be able to handle the workload that could come from that? Kelly, you bring up a great point. Marketing is very important for your business. You know, you're going to have slow times, you're going to have busy times, but having your name out there at all times is really the best thing because you never know when those leads are going to come in and when you're going to need them the most. There's lead generators like Craftjack, Thumbtack, uh, Home Advisor, uh, whether you pay for them or whether they're free. Definitely have a Google listing. That's super important because that's where people are. They're on their phones, they're driving down the road and they're looking up pool service near me. So you want to be there and you want to be online. The information needs to be correct. All of it needs to be updated. Kelly, you're not going to believe this, but I still get phone books. And they're not as big as they used to be. You know, the phone <laughs> books back in my mom and dad's day, they were five inches tall. And yeah, had they were huge and had everybody yep. in the world in them. Now they're, you know, maybe a quarter inch thick, but there's still people advertising in phone books. I'm like, is this still a thing? Are newspapers and phone books still a thing? Everything's online as far as I'm concerned, but I remember, I remember when my parents started advertising in the yeah. yellow pages and me and my sister were so excited to open it up and, and you saw the, the ad and it was in color because that was like the thing to do to get people's attention. And now it's like, oh, okay. You're just, you're in Yelp, you know? Whatever. <laughs> but um, I think also another point in the marketing is don't just settle for the first one that um, comes to you. So like an example would be if Yelp calls you to advertise with them and you think it sounds like a great idea, go research other ones as well and find what one best suits you and your budget and what you're looking for. Believe me, Yelp and... What's the other one? Home Advisor. They'll call you again, so you don't have to worry about losing their number. But I would say do your research before committing. Oh, gosh. I get – Yelp needs to stop calling me. I've told them no a gazillion times. You can get a free listing on Yelp, right? You don't have to pay for it. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. No, Yeah. Yeah, you can get a free every you you can have your business on there and you didn't even add it on. Or sorry, number five. We covered number four marketing. And number five kind of goes along with this. Update your business online. I can't tell you how many times I, I'm looking for something, uh like my, my car got hit the other day and I'm looking for uh, body shops. And so there's a list of eight or nine body shops. And some of them have phone numbers, some of them don't. Some of them have pictures, some of them do not. Look yourself, Google yourself, look look up online your business or your name, uh, whatever you have on there, and make sure that you, you either own it, 
because a lot of times the Google business listing isn't owned or verified. So ver it's so easy to do, verify that listing if it's if you haven't already and update your information across the board wherever you're at. If you're on Google, if you're on uh, Apple uh, Maps or Google Maps, um, Yelp, make sure your website's on there if you have one, make sure your phone number's correct, make sure you have updated pictures and everything kind of blends together and, and mesh as well. So. Another website you can use to get yourself listed on 80, 85% of what's out there is a, a website called Yext, Y-E-X-T, Yext.com. It is a, a fee service, a paid service, but that service can uh, take your information and get you listed online on as much sites as possible. So um, they'll, they'll list the sites that you're going to be on and everything will be updated. Everything will be the same, your website, phone number, address, business name, all of that on all the, about 80, 85% of the sites that are out there. So updating your online presence, you can use a website like Yext, uh, Google, you can go through direct, uh, but make sure you're updated, especially on maps, because sometimes you'll see a business that's got a wrong address and it's not locating the same in Apple Maps as it does in Google Maps. I've had that happen, not often, but it happens. So check it out online and get your business updated before the busy season begins. Number six, add new services. As you grow and you go to the, the shows and you uh, take advantage of the education that's out there and as you grow in knowledge, you might decide to add new services that's gonna generate more revenue for your business. You gotta make sure though that it's not gonna decrease the quality of service in the other areas of your business that you're currently, that you're currently doing. So adding new services is a great way to generate more revenue but don't let it decrease in the quality. I think also on that, I think a great thing on that, and uh, that goes with how you mentioned, don't decrease your quality. Just don't be afraid to drop services. You may have found that something in your particular area isn't generating more money, but something else will. So maybe moving your focus to the thing that will make you money is better. I know most people think, oh, I want to have a bunch of things that I can offer so that generates more money and I'm always busy. And that that is true, but sometimes it's better to be a specialist in something than a jack of all trades kind of person. And that just, and then you can focus your knowledge and everything on that kind of like we talked about in previous episodes about how, um, you know, education isn't crucial your brain can only absorb so much at a time. My grandfather was a teacher, science teacher in a high school, and he had uh, read some research, but then also read, did, conducted research on his students. And it, it correlated that about the first 15 minutes of that hour, the students are in the class, they can absorb new information. So... I would definitely not be afraid of removing services as you add services as well. Good point, Kelly. Have you found yourself to get rid of services? I did. Kind of made me, kind of like relieved me a little. We have in the past. Um, my mainstay has always been weekly service, but I have done pool installation. I have, uh, we've done liner replacements and, and pool painting and, that's one big one that I had to remove. 
I painted pools for probably 15 years and just decided <laughs> one day, I hate this. <laughs> this is the last pool I will ever paint in my life. And the customer that I had, you know, I had two or three customers that we would paint, you know, every six or seven years. And I just decided one day I'm done. So yes, that was a big one that we had to take out of our, <laughs> we didn't have to, we just decided it's over. We're not doing it anymore. Yeah, I um, I go with my dad a lot so he can show me how to do things. And some of the things he teaches, it's great to know how it, it's done. But after I do it, even just that first time, it's like, yeah, screw this. I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> so like an example would be Mastic. He had, I wanted to learn Mastic because one of my commercials needed it done, but never have done it before. So he's like, okay, well, I have, I have this job. You can come with me and learn. So me and my friend, friend Janet went, went and learned the whole process, you know, removing it, cleaning it up, uh, putting the sand in and then putting the deco seal. After we're done, I was like, uh, no, not doing this anymore. I just, I didn't like it, but I want to know how to do it. So, uh, I will not be doing mastic. I also will not be replacing skimmers. I don't like doing those. Um, I'm to the point, I used to do a lot of spa cleanings, which generated good money while I was in the beginning stages, but now I don't like cleaning spas. So, you know, I've learned new things and I've re removed things that either I didn't like or wasn't making money and I, it just worked out better. For me, I try to focus on repairs and when it comes to the repairs, I like to focus on the programming and electrical of it, because that's what I like to do. And that has replaced that income that I had from other things when I first started. All right, last <laughs> last on our list. Focus on one business task at a time or set up your top three. You know, we've added a lot of things here today. We've talked about a lot of things. And you can only really focus on one at a time. And if you have your top three, it doesn't seem so overwhelming. Get those three checked off set up another top three. So don't overwhelm yourself with a 20 point checklist on how you need or what you need to do to improve your business. Kelly, do you have any final thoughts? I think my final thoughts when it comes to getting ready for spring is you really just got to sit down and, and look at what you want from the season coming up see what will make things more productive for you, like we've mentioned. Don't be afraid to develop new systems. And sometimes if you are like, oh, I'm fine with the way things are, still sit down and really look at things and see how you could be more efficient. You know, my most recent thing was time management. I have to be, now that I'm a single mom, I have to be more you know, on time with things, especially with the kids. So I put in my Google calendar, I put all my appointments and I block off a whole section of time. And it worked out great for me because I now, when I do my appointments, I have a visual of where I have room for things. Um, so even if it's something small as that, there's always something you can, you can improve on and set goals for yourself so that it's better. Let's say you've been doing it for 40 years and you think you're happy with everything. Okay. Maybe a goal is, you know, to work less, 
you know, have employees that make it so you can work less, whatever that can be. Thank you for listening to our show, Tuesdays with Tim and Kelly. Please follow, share, and most of all, review the Talking Pools podcast. It will help us reach more pool professionals like yourself. I hope you've benefited in some way listening to our show and the family and shows on the Talking Pools Network. If we have helped you in your business or if you have a question you would like answered on our show, please let us know. You can email us at talkingpools at gmail.com. We'll get those answered on future episodes. You can find the Talking Pools podcast on Apple, Spotify, Audible. We're online, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Thanks again for listening. See you on the next show. Have a good day. I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People, for the Pool People, by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 